Hello, 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 and welcome. Happy Tuesday. This is Uma coming with words of wisdom. You know, as I'm sitting here thinking about what I should be sharing with all of you today, I got to thinking, let's talk about our differences and how do we accept someone else's practices with open arms. And I got to thinking, it's time to share some wonderful stories with you because I can only share with you and I can only profess what I know or what I have traveled in my many, many years of life. Sometimes I speak of things that people look at me and they have no clue because I simply just dated myself and shared with all of you how old I truly am and how young you truly are. Well, you're going to sit there. Great. Okay. So I got to thinking, let's talk about some cultural practices or differences that truly maybe aren't even really different, but because you don't stand on your own two feet and voice your opinions, possibly, you don't get the results that maybe you're looking for. So I want to take a little look-see here. And I'm going to do some sharing. Let's look back on some cultural differences that mean the world to people. But not to everyone. After living in through all of that, I can tell you, I don't want to exclude it. But it was kind of scary going through it. Yet, here I am on the other side of it, now sharing it with you. And I can look and laugh. And I can see how important it was to the people involved. Let's go back to my years of being the house manager of a hospital. I have many, many things to share about that. So many interactions, but this one is a cultural interaction with a group of peoples and their beloved family member, one of their elders. And the religious leader comes to me and asks because they need to burn sage, which means and requires me getting maintenance to turn off our smoke detectors and sprinklers of that area in the intensive care unit so they can do their blessing over their loved one that just passed away. This requires a little bit of time, but it can be done. It just means that we need to know exactly when and when, when they begin 
and when they end so we can turn it back on immediately for protection, for safety. But we do turn it off to allow these religious practices to occur as we should. Now, here's the other flip side to this. This is a Catholic institution hospital, which does allow several different practices. Thank goodness for the tolerance to allow this practice. So the 50 people now involved in this are there around the bedside. The ceremony is performed. The sprinklers and the smoke detectors in the intensive care unit may now turn back on. Next comes our second dilemma of the evening. Did I mention there's a blizzard going on outside? Which isn't really the second dilemma, but it plays a significant part in the rest of this interaction. Blizzard conditions outside. We live in the Midwest. We're on the Iowa-Nebraska border, more north than where I am today. Still on the Iowa-Nebraska border, but I am 130 miles south of where I was at the time. I was more on the three corners of Iowa, South Dakota, and Nebraska, where I was working. At a much, at a large hospital, very large hospital. I was the only management. I worked second shift, I ran the hospital. That was my duty to oversee all of the different departments and, and ensure that even if we had a trauma or we had a code, that every department worked well together. I assigned beds because we didn't have the department that did that during the busy time of surgery. They weren't around. And of course, the hospital never closes. But I digress for the next situation. The religious leader talks to the chaplain in charge as the nurses are preparing the body to take her to the morgue. The next situation is the body cannot be removed from viewing. They have to be there to ward off the spirits. I'm sorry, but I cannot allow people in the morgue. It is not secure enough for others to be there. Plus, it's, there are other bodies in there. And I can't have you down in that corridor. It's off limits for those who are not employees. Well, that becomes a problem for them. As the spirit of this woman cannot be allowed to be attacked by foreign negative entities because now she is passed on. Okay, give me a minute because I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do. I have to think hard. Remember, there's a blizzard going on. The chaplain and I are discussing the opportunities of what may happen. Of course, this is a certified religious leader for the tribe we are talking to. 
So I call my director, because I'm only a manager and I'm not making any decisions. I call my director and this is the proposal. Can we release her body to the religious leader? And they drive back to the reservation, to the cemetery, to their funeral home. And once we release her body to him, then it is up to him to get her back. I'm sorry there's a blizzard, but this is our only plan so that she may have her continuous observation and prayer over her until they can bury her and all will be well. I'll get right back to you because I've got to call the legal department and make sure that this flies because, you know, this is a biggie. That's fine. We understand. We're going to go ahead and start preparing the body as if we have permission because it's going to take a little bit of time. And the nurses are prepping her to go to the morgue anyway, so we're going to go ahead and finish that and prep her as if she's going to be released to this religious leader and leave our premises. Okay, that's fine. We'll hear back from you as soon as possible. Well, in about another half an hour, possibly even 45 minutes, heaven only knows because it seemed like it was really four hours if you want to know the truth. I went about my other duties because the hospital is still running. There are other patients coming in. There are other things to attend to. There was a car accident because we have a blizzard going on. So now we have victims coming in and that's a trauma situation that I must attend because that is part of my duties because the ORs, etc., are part of my duties to make sure that we get that all or I have to start calling people in. We have a blizzard going on, so we're limited. Some people never left because some of my staff can't come in. I have my security guards who have four-wheel drives out picking up staff that they possibly can get to, but not all of them will make it in. Not all of my staff will go home, so they take up some beds because they need some rest as well if I can afford to do that and not work them tirelessly like I know I'm going to. I see 24 hours in my future. At least 18. So anyway, here we go. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm going on and we're doing the work and I finally get the phone call. Go ahead. Get the papers. All of the papers as if we are releasing the body to a funeral home. Be sure that he states and puts all of his credentials where he needs to put them. Give him the copies as he should have. We maintain our copies. Legal department says we can do that. Good luck. Alrighty then. So now we have the permission. The paperwork is done. Witnessed by the chaplain and myself. Both of us notaries. So we do that. So we get permission 
We get permission. The woman is now wrapped in blankets prepared and done by the spiritual leader and the women from the tribe. We put her on a gurney and we roll her out to the vehicle in which they are going to take her. In the blizzard, mind you. Remember, we're talking about a blizzard out there. All right. Now, the vehicle that we're going to put this woman in is this. It's a pickup truck with a camper shell on top. We place inside the woman in, and then these two women sit on the side, continuing their prayer and their vigil. The gate is raised. The camper shell is lowered, the gate on it, and they drive off. I call my director to let her know that the vehicle is on its way. All of the paperwork is done. I have sent copies in an envelope and I put it in her, underneath her door. So when everything comes to pass, it will be all documented properly. Everything is in order. And I have my phone charged and ready because I expect either the highway patrol or the sheriff's department to call me because we have a blizzard and this truck has several miles to drive to get to its location on the reservation from where we are. And I pray and I bless them as I watch everything close that they will make it safely. And I don't get that phone call, but it's in the back of my mind and I'm prepared for it because what do you answer when the other side says, do you know there's a blizzard and you released a body to what? And now they're in a ditch. Can you imagine how you respond to that? But it truly was the only way that they could maintain their cultural practices, keep this woman's soul safe until they could take her for burial. Of course, the morning brings the light of day. It's still snowing, but the blizzard is actually slowed down some. The wind has slowed to a slow 25 versus the 65 to 80 mile an hour winds we were having with all of the snow that we were having. My husband has to wait until the plows have cleared the roads because we got 14 inches overnight and some of the drifts are feet and he has to shovel just to be able to get the vehicle out. He had brought me to work the day before because he had four-wheel drive in his truck and I only had front-wheel drive in my low-to-the-ground Grand Am, which is really not a snow-worthy car. It gets around front-wheel drive and all, but it's not the best. Okay, so I'm waiting for him 
Remind you, I came to work at 1 p.m. the day before. It's now about 10 a.m. New people are finally starting to come in. Some people did get to sleep overnight because, you know, it happens. So we've refreshed in the morning for some. Others of us are still working because we can't be replaced yet. Security is out picking up new recruits because they can finally, because the plows have been out and there are some places they can actually get to. I made it through the night without a single phone call. But now the phone rings. But it's the religious leader thanking me and praising me for getting the work done. (coughs) Excuse me. So that they could maintain. (coughs) Oh my, let me get a drink. So they could maintain their vigil and then perform their burial. And she and her spirit were safe. I thanked him for letting me know because I was wondering. However, I knew that they must have made it because I never got a phone call from law enforcement. Which I, in the back of my mind, kept wondering if I would get. And how I would respond to that. I sent him blessings as they released their balloons. He let me know the time. Anyway. Life is good. Life is always better. When you acknowledge other people's practices, when you acknowledge that there is something else that needs to be observed, there are beliefs. This has happened to me several times in my my practice. I'm retired now as a nurse, but I have my master's degree. My poor, frail body doesn't allow me to do my life's work. But sometimes you just have to. You have to allow for other people's individuality, thoughts, and practices. I'll be back in just a moment. to finish we need to move on I send blessings and healings to all of you I just realized I had not posted this podcast on Tuesday it's now Thursday so I hope that you still will listen I hope that you still will understand I love you all You are all incredibly important in this world. Look in the mirror and tell yourself that every day. That you are incredibly beautiful. You are incredibly gifted. 
And your voice is important. Your beliefs are important. All you have to do is share them. Blessings to you. May you stay safe, warm, and abundance shower upon you. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.